Terrell, Terrell Owens. This is Jim Condon from RCB Radio Sport Ireland. Good day to you, sir. Uh, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Good morning for me. Good morning. Terrell, um, can I just start off with you, Terrell, with a question there that I, I recently asked Maurice, Maurice Green in an interview there, Terrell. Terrell, you had a fantastic and amazing career. You broke records after records. I just wondering, Terrell, what defines your character? What made you want to keep pursuing your dreams, to keep eclipsing record after record? What made the man that is Terrell Owens today? Um, yeah, it's Terrell, um, I understand Terrell. the language varies, but it's Terrell. Oh, Terrell. Um, um, but I guess to, to, to answer your question, I, I never really set out to, to break any records, and I think anybody that, that has played or witnessed uh, a number of sports on any level know that records are, you know, they're never there to stay, uh, they're meant to be broken, I think. Um, but for me, um, when I reflect back on my career, um, again, I never really set out or really had the, the vision to play football beyond the collegiate level. So everything that I've been able to accomplish, you know, truly was a blessing. And I took it, I took advantage, full advantage of the opportunities that were given to me. So everything that happened, you know, within that process, you know, if, 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 if there were records that, that I was able to make or break or what have you, then again, it was really uh, an attribute to, um, you know, really my hard work and my work ethic. Um, when I reflect back on my career, I talk to kids and I'll explain to you really kind of what got me to where I am now. That's what I call three Ds, and that's desire, dedication, and discipline. And so I think anybody, you know, listening to this, it could be applicable to anything that they may have going on in life. Um, again, you, everyone has a, has a desire to be or do something, but I think to get to that next level, and I think for people that aspire to be an athlete or look at my career as some type of inspiration, I think, you know, to, to, to get to that next level, they have to dedicate themselves and they have to, uh, you know, they have to discipline themselves, which are the other two days, part of those three days. Yeah, and uh, growing up, you excelled in not only American football, but you also excelled in baseball and track and basketball. What made you go down the line of American football? You could easily pursue a career in basketball or track, for example. What What was the defining reason that made you choose the career to be an NFL footballer? Um, I think I realized really kind of what suited me, and I think football kind of found me, uh, so to speak. Um, I played a number of sports because I was very athletic, and that was my interest was in other sports, um, as those that you mentioned from track, uh, basketball, and, 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 and baseball. So, again, that's why I try to tell kids today, you know, never limit yourself and put all your eggs in one basket because you never know where your path or your career may take you. Um, you know, a la me. So um, I, anybody that knows me, they know that I have a love and affection um, and a passion for, for basketball, but I realized that there was something, um, you know, I think people saw there was something in me um, to play football. So I basically just capitalized on, again, the opportunities that were, uh, you know, that were, were given to me. Um, there was a lot of hard work that, that went into that. Um, I realized that, you know, in high school and even in college that I was undersized. Uh, I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't big enough 
So I really put forth a lot of extra effort um, on top of what uh, on top of what my high school coaches and even my collegiate coaches asked me to do um, to put myself in the best position possible uh, for for those opportunities when they when they arrive. Yeah, and uh, you started off your NFL career with the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, just looking at there, you come from a collegiate uh, b- background. You go right into the NFL. What is it like going in there your first season in the NFL, trying to your first debut there in 1996 against the New, Ar- New, Orleans, Saints, New Orleans Saints? What was the sort of build-up that week? You're, you're told you're going in, you're making your debut, the work and the, the all the work you've put in after coming in for that year. What was it like to just to take on, take to that field as an NFL player and say I've arrived here? Um, well, it was a bit overwhelming, uh, especially coming from uh, uh, a small university, small college um, in University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Um, again, I wasn't really faced with the, the better competition of the Division One schools um, as some of my peers and uh, a lot of people around the league. So. When I got into the National Football League and I, my first year, my rookie year with the San Francisco 49ers, there was a, uh, there was an adjustment period. But that adjustment period, you know, uh, it didn't last, uh, it didn't last uh, a long time. Um, again, I had to get in there right away and learn the offense. I had to understand um, what I was doing. I had to understand whatever everyone else was doing. I really tried to go in there and try to grasp as much as I could um, you know, to be able to go out on the football field, even in practice, to perform, to really show that organization that I was capable of, of playing um, in, in, the, for the, in, in which they drafted me for. So, again, it didn't hurt at all having the number one receiver of all time um, to, to see on an everyday basis, um, see his work habits, his work ethic, um, to see how he approached the business. So, for me, you know, transitioning from college to pros, I think the biggest difference is not only just the wealth of knowledge that, that you, you, you're, you're having to uh, attain um, when going, you know, into a, 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 especially a, a historic franchise like the San Francisco 49ers, but there's a lot that, that, that entails um, with trying to make that transition from a small school, um, really going into the pros right away where speed, number one, is the biggest difference. Um, that I saw and I and I and I imagined, you know, really kind of going into it. But I saw it firsthand how faster, how bigger, and how stronger uh, guys were coming over from the collegiate uh, level to the to you know to the pros. And that's why you don't really see so much of that, you know, of guys coming out of high school going to the pros um, in football like you do um, in basketball. Yeah, and uh, we talk about wide receivers, and when we when we watch American football here in Ireland, we we we're blown away by the speed and the acceleration of the wide receivers in American football. But how much of that in relation to mental capacity, learning plays on the coaches, learning all the all the dynamics with the quarterback, and re- relatively being T with the quarterback, being sync, knowing where he's going to throw that ball at most times, and to building up that relationship. Does that? come over, does that click straight away or is that built over a long period of time of hard work and training? Well, I think uh, the mental capacity, there's something that again, you're, you're, I think you're able to uh, be able to uh, really kind of assess um, as you're going through different levels um, of, of the sport. You know, I mean, even from 
you know, playing Pop Warner to, to junior high to high school to collegiate. I think, you know, if you're playing at a high level and you're really actually playing, getting playing time, I think that mental capacity is something that you, you're, you're able to develop. Um, I think that that's something that, you know, something a coach can't teach. Um, you either have it or you don't. And I think somewhere along the line, you either have, you develop uh, some, somewhat of a, uh, you know, mental uh, state where you know that you have to have that as, have that, uh, as well as physical uh, capabilities. And so, again, I think, you know, between the ears, I think, again, if you don't understand and you don't know what you're doing out there on the football field, which is all mental, then no matter how physically fit and physical uh, fit you are, then you're not going to be able to accomplish what it is that, that you want to. So you got to have a level of commitment, you know, to, to do all those things and put all those things together. So mental capacity, yes, it's a, it's a big part of it. But uh, physical, uh, the physical aspect of it is very, very important uh, as well. But in saying that, if you don't, if you're not prepared, you can be mentally prepared, but if your body is not physically prepared, you know, for what the coaches and, and what the game is allowing you and asking of you, then you're not going to be able to, to succeed. So, again, mental part is, is a lot. Um, but, again, I think you have to be able to be physically fit. You have to condition your body. Um, that's why I was able to uh, grasp the knowledge, you know, from my trainers to understand how important nutrition uh, was uh, with my performance. And I was able to sustain and, and be able to play for, for as long as I, as, as I did. So I understand, you know, not only is it the mental capacity um, that you have to, to have uh, as well as the physical, but there's a lot of knowledge about you taking care of your body that goes into to, to really the success of a number uh, of athletes. Yeah, and if I can say something to you there, uh, Mr. Owens, uh, in relation to records and being playing at the period of time, when someone says to you that you've scored, you're currently the only player in NFL history to score against a touchdown against all 32 NFL teams, or when you were playing for Dallas when you scored seven, a touchdown in seven consecutive games, and then maybe when you're some people saying you, you're making Pro Bowl, you're making Pro Bowl team of the year, you're making first team of the year, your three NFL receiving touchdown leader 2001 2002 and just one point in your act they said right I've reached a pinnacle here now and I've achieved I'm breaking records I'm breaking franchise records left right and center now is it being do you ever think to think to yourself now it's about my legacy it's my footprint that I'm going to leave back and does that spur you on to even go that extra mile which defines players who had good careers and then players who had great careers that will be remembered well I think everything that you mentioned I think for me as I as I listen to you uh you know uh, you know, uh, explain, you know, some of those things. Uh, for me, those those records, um, all the Pro Bowls and things that I made, um, you know, if I hear that now, for me, I think of it really as a staple of approval in terms of my work ethic, in terms of what I, uh, what I was able to do, what I, what I dedicate, what I set out and I dedicated myself and I disciplined myself to do on the football field. Um, there wasn't any time where, you know, that I, I set out to, to, to break any records, understanding that, yeah, in, in, the, process, in the process of me, uh, you know, in the process of me becoming who I was, you know, from year one to year eight uh, in the San Francisco 49ers, understanding that I was playing on the field with the, the greatest receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, 
to to to, to be uh, you know to, to have a thousand yard uh, be a thousand yard receiver and share that with him. You know, it, 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 it's 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 kind of you know for me it's it's it's, it's indescribable um, to understand the feeling that I had at that moment, knowing that man, you know. Jerry Rice has kind of paved the way for a number of receivers like myself, and I was able to accomplish, you know, a, a, a big feat in my in, in, in the same year on the same field um, at the same time. So things that you know I listen to people talk about, or you know, they get into heated discussions or debates in terms of where I rank in terms of uh, a receiver standpoint. Um, again, it's only a testament, you know, and I'm now giving you a testimony because of what I went through. Um, for me, again, like I said, it's a step of approval because, again, if I didn't have that work ethic, if I didn't prepare myself and if I didn't uh, enable myself to, to understand the role that I had on the team with and without Jerry, then I wouldn't have been able to accomplish that that I did. So I understood, you know, me taking care of my body, me understanding the role of a number one receiver, um, understanding what that entailed, not only just catching the ball, but little uh, little intangible things, you know, as far as running down the field, blocking for my teammates, uh, embodying and encompassing, you know, the full package of being a receiver. Uh, a receiver, again, you know, if you, on, on the surface, yeah, you think, I think about catching touchdowns, but there's, for me, there's a lot that goes into just, you know, nothing goes more into just uh, being a receiver than just catching touchdowns. It's doing the little things, blocking, um, being a decoy, uh, being able to uh, uh, enable other guys to, to, to be open because I'm double team or I'm taking coverage uh, away from other guys. Um, this is what I think about when you, you talk about all the things that I was able to accomplish and the records and things that I've broken and, and that I have. Um, it just comes with the territory. So, um, again, anybody listening to this, especially kids or any, you know, anybody from any other sport, just understand that um, if you put in the work, you know, the game will, will bless you, um, it'll give it back to you. And that's all I did. I just basically gave all that I had um, while, I, while I could. And, you know, the results um, is, is what you see now and you hear it now. And can I leave you, um, T.O., with two final questions? I just want to pick out one moment in your career that defines your career. Going back to 2004 with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl final. December the 19th, 2004, you suffered a severe ankle injury. Now, many people would say at the time that that's, that's you done for the year, that's, that that injury is going to, you're going to take recovery, recuperation, and you'll be all... Uh, it would be fit for the following year but you decided that you were going to put in the work the work to come back and make that Super Bowl you arrived in it's the day of the Super Bowl final you're going in there you've you've that injury that you've been working on so hard to overcome for the six months what do you feel in that locker room going out there and that Super Bowl do you feel there's a onus on you after putting in all the work that you're going to go out here and that you're going to deliver and make a stamp standpoint that it can be done on the biggest day of it all. Well, number one, absolutely. I understood the magnitude of that game. And so, for me, understanding the timetable that I had and I knew it was against me, um, for, for me growing up in the South and uh, me being a Christian guy and growing up in the church, um, that was something that I, that I wanted to exercise. And that was my faith in God, knowing that no matter what uh, obstacles um, lied ahead of me, um, no matter what, doctor um, with PhD that said um, understanding you know and respecting um, uh, 
physician, um, as a doctor, understanding the diagnosis and, and the timetable that, you know, of the injury to sustain the recovery period, I basically try to defy all those odds and get back on that field and, and do, do the unthinkable. Um, and I knew uh, in my heart that, you know, uh, in the Bible it says, uh, you know, uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, number one, I had to be mentally tough. And as I said, I, I, I really exercised, you know, my faith in, the, in a higher being that, you know, if I put my mind to something that I was, I was able to do it. And so that's exactly what I did. And I vowed to my teammates because, again, regardless of what a number of people um, may say about me in terms of me being selfish, arrogant, or what have you, um, I feel like, number one, um, very inaccurately portrayed, but I'm a team player. Um, I got back on that field not only just for myself, but I got on there for my teammates. Um, I understood that they needed me. Um, you know, uh, I needed them for, for the support uh, to get back out there on that football field. And I had a great uh, great training staff, um, great head head trainer and Rick Burkholder and his staff that basically they piggybacked, uh, you know, uh, my efforts, um, with everything that they could within their power uh, to help me uh, get back on the football field, and I did that. Um, and again, even getting back on the football field, there were commentators, you know, um, media people that said that I was selfish uh, for doing so. Um, so again, with me saying that, that should put in perspective, you know, kind of what I've had to endure and what, what I've had to go through throughout my career. But no matter what, um, what people may say about me, I never allowed that to really get under my skin to the point that it uh, affected my performance. So, you know, playing in, that, playing in the Super Bowl was probably one of the biggest highlights uh, of my career. Unfortunately, uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't win. We came up a little bit short. Um, but, again, I think what I've been able to do, and I think anybody going back and researching, um, they can really dig deep when they're going through something tough. And, you know, people say that they can't do something. Uh, if you put your mind to it, then you can do it. Understanding that the injury that I sustained, um, it was supposed to keep me out for three to four, three or four months. I came back, played in the Super Bowl in six and a half, seven weeks. Um, so again, I, I know that what I've been able to do, do in my career, um, I understand my purpose now is that I've, I've inspired a lot of people um, that, I, that I, I never even thought that I would inspire. So for me, that gives me a humble, humbling feeling um, to know that there are a lot of people out there that have marveled over my career, that have watched, you know, pretty much every game and followed my career. So that kind of says it all for me and uh, kind of a stamp of approval, um, as I keep saying, you know, for what I've done in the National Football League. And lastly, Tio, I leave you with this. Uh, how much would it rubber stamp your career? How much is it, how much are you looking forward? To, and we, we here in Ireland, we're fully sure that it will happen to be in that Hall of Fame. Is it is that that is that? I was speaking to Tracy McGrady there recently, and you know the thought of it nearly brought him to tears when it was announced to him there in life. Is that where? Is that something that's just be the sugar coat, and you could say? You could put your feet up and say, job done on a marvellous career just to get that quote. Well, I think absolutely. Uh, early on in my career, uh, when I scored, uh, not when I scored, but when I caught 20 passes in a game, uh, which broke a, a 50-year-old record uh, by Tom Figures, uh, when I was with the San Francisco 49ers, I broke that record in 2000, I think. Um, you know, catching 20 passes, and, you know, they they told me then that, you know, they wouldn't allow me to keep my jersey, but my, they said my jersey is going to be, they're going to take that jersey and put it in the Hall of Fame. 
And I think from that standpoint alone, um, I didn't really have, I didn't really think too much about the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I addressed that with my agent at the time. He basically told me back then, he goes, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. And I'm like, you know, that, that's really, that really wasn't my goal to get in, not get in the Hall of Fame. I think anybody knows uh, anything about the Hall of Fame. Um, it's, it's, it's made up of some of the best and the greatest, greatest athletes that, that played or put on a pair of cleats in the National Football League. And so for me to be a part of that is definitely an honor. An honor. Um, it's definitely humbling. Um, but again, it's something that's not given. Um, it's not deserved. But in my case, I t- I, I, I'll take it and I'll say well earned because I met, nobody ever gave me anything. And again, I don't think it's really deserving. Um, but at the end of the day, I earned it. And Terrell, for all our millions of listeners here in Ireland, it's been a pleasure listening to you on what has been a fantastic career. We all know great characters in our time like Cristiano Ronaldo and we all know the uh, Messies of this world and the Alan Iversons of basketball and they were flamboyant characters and really lightened up the sport. And for kids growing up here watching in Ireland, just to see the joy in your face, the joy in their faces and see the enthusiasm you brought with all your flamboyant celebrations and touchdowns and all the, the the choreography that went into it that made kids smile and saying I want to be the next Tyrell Owens I want to slam dunk a ball over a touchdown goalpost or I want to do this sort of celebration in my own sport and that it's been a pleasure talking to you Tyrell and we wish you all the best in the future absolutely and uh, hopefully one day I can get over there to Dublin Ireland and, uh, and enjoy that culture over there um, I appreciate all the fans uh, that have supported me uh, throughout my career. And, uh, again, hopefully I can get over there and uh, you know, maybe we can do an interview uh, there at the radio station do it in person. So, again, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. And thank you guys so much. So much. Cheers. Bye, Terrell. Terrell. All right.